Hello, and welcome to our Secular Sponsor Speaker Series. Each week, we hear from an Overeaters Anonymous member who has obtained and maintained abstinence without God and has served as a sponsor to other members. The series also provides opportunities for secular OA members who don't have a sponsor or are interested in exposure to a variety of points of view to learn from the experiences of others. We encourage everyone to sponsor others up to the level of their own recovery or to use these tools with each other as peers. If you're willing to sponsor or to work as a peer, please post a message at oasecularforum at gmail.com. For additional information about abstinence without God, go to secularovereaters.org. And now, let's hear from this week's Secular OA sponsor. Uh, Jim was kind enough to, you know, give the link to my outline. And um, I've been a member of OA since 1985, uh, for those who haven't heard me speak before. And a lot has changed regarding the telephone or ways of contacting members. And uh, because when the tools were, you know, discussed when I came in, telephone was the only option. Now we have so many more ways of connecting with each other, which I think is, is really good. I was one who didn't mind using the telephone and I always welcomed people to call me on the telephone. I found it a, a great way to um, gain strength in between my meetings by being able to talk to another member. And so I have listed here the types of contact now in the modern day is uh, video chatting using uh, FaceTime, WhatsApp, and Zoom. Uh, when I sponsor, I've got one month, uh, Sponsee who wants to use the FaceTime. I do um, a Zoom on with, with another and just telephone with a couple of other sponsees I have. It's, it's whatever they are comfortable with. But it's, it is nice to have, since we can't meet one-on-one like normally when we're sponsoring, that's, it's nice to have these options. Uh, other ways of contacting uh, members and I have used is texting. Uh, using my cell phone or WhatsApp. Uh, a lot of times if I'm having an, an issue or I just want to check in on someone, I will text them. And a lot of times now I text before calling just to make sure it's a good time. So I'm not uh, bothering anyone. And then, of course, uh, the invention of computers came around mm-hmm. after uh, I joined. And so now we have emailing. And uh, that's also another good way to contact other members And I've got down here the reasons for the contact, which is, you know, obvious, checking in with another OA member, talking with a sponsor regarding step work or food or emotional issues, which I do call if I have a food issue or if I'm really upset over something, I will place a phone call or text someone about it. So I don't go to the refrigerator instead. Uh, Also, I have been known to uh, contact someone because I thought something I read, I thought was real inspirational and I wanted to share it. A lot of times it's with my sponsor, but also another away person that I feel uh, comfortable with. And, you know, wanting to share good news that, you know, that's going on in your life, Uh, giving support to another member who's struggling. That one is always a really good one. And then, you know, I don't have listed here, I missed, but also making phone calls to newcomers and giving them an opportunity to ask questions. 
and then uh, just, you know, needing, if for any reason, needing to contact an, an OA person, your sponsor or whatever. My um, first OA sponsor recommended to me, and I recommend it to all my sponsees, that you should be collecting phone numbers. And she indicated to me that I should collect phone numbers for people who have been in longer than I have, people who have been in the same amount of time as me, and to collect newcomers phone numbers. That gives me a broad span of and choices in which for me to call. Because if I you know, really have a problem, I would probably call someone who has more experience than me. Uh, but I did use uh, someone who's had the same amount of time because one of the things I did in early program was one of my issues was eating while I was fixing dinner and then after dinner, standing over the sink and eating all the leftovers instead of putting them down the garbage. So I would make a phone call while I was preparing dinner and I would be so engrossed in the conversation with this OA person that I didn't eat while I was fixing my food. That was one way I found a way to break that habit. And then I would call another OA person, uh, usually again, someone in the same amount of time as where I was comfortable, where we could, you know, kind of talk about all the newness of it or what we were trying to figure out. But I would have all that food dumped down the garbage disposal while I was having and wasn't even aware that, you know, the focus was on that conversation with that OA member. And that saved me so many times when I was in early program. And I do like to think that the telephone is a great tool for helping you with certain situations like that, as well as, like I said, just staying in contact. And one of the tools things, it's important to establish connection with other members besides your sponsor, so that when you can't reach your sponsor during a crisis, you've already established a connection and feel comfortable calling that person. And that's another thing I encourage my sponsees, that they make a connection with people, uh, collect those phone numbers, you know, chat with them in whatever method they so do so that when there is an issue and they can't contact me or they choose to, you know, contact one of their other members, there's no hesitation. You've already got that connection. You've talked to that person on the phone before or you've texted them before and you're comfortable with it. That is something that, like I said, I rely on to this day. And when I have had a crisis, a family crisis, I have been able to, I've got two people in particular that I feel very comfortable I could call. And so that I don't hesitate because I've already got that relationship with them. And as the, the tool pamphlet says, it's a, it's a great tool for reaching out, asking for help and extending help to another person. And in a, another book that's not an OA book, it was just one I was reading, and I really loved this comment in it. It said that one of the most courageous things you can do is ask for help. And that asking for help is not giving up, it's refusing to give up. And that really struck me because I think if I was going to give up, I, I would just give up and not. But I think it takes a huge amount of courage to, one, to walk into these rooms, which is our first form of saying we need help, but also reaching out to another member, you know, because that it, it's very courageous. And I just want to assure everybody it's you're not giving up. You're refusing to give up by asking for help. 
Uh, one of the things that I thought questions that you can ask yourself, because I know everybody wants to hesitate to use the phone. And one of it is what's holding you back from reaching out and how can you get past that um, hesitation? I know a lot of people have told me, oh, they don't want to bother the person and that kind of thing. And I, I understand that. And that's where texting sometimes can help because if the person can't answer right away, they at least can get back with you or even email later. And then also a lesson I learned early, early on was members should respect anonymity when leaving any type of voicemail or electronic message. And I learned that the hard way, you know, because I just, you know, very early on in the program was still learning about what anonymity is. And I understood not, you know, divulging this person was a member and that kind of thing. But I would call and leave a voice message and say, hi, this is, you know, Allie from, uh, from OA and, you know, give me a call back if you want or whatever. And then one day in a meeting, a newcomer wasn't the person I left the message for, but a newcomer shared that she did not tell her husband where she was going. And that's when I thought, Oh my God, I broke her, you know, when I left a voicemail, because this is before cell phones, so it was on the home phone number, that I probably broke that person's anonymity. So it is important that, uh, that we be aware of that when we do uh, call and uh, use our message, you know, email or any other thing. And then I've always said, and it still holds true, I don't feel very comfortable, you know, in a group, but I'm really good on one-on-one talking. And so I've always told people, announced it, if you want to use the telephone and you want someone to call, call me. All you have to do is say hello, I'll take it from there. And uh, just to let them know that it's, that I'm a safe person and they don't have to worry about what they're going to say next. That I can, um, I will probably take the conversation from then on. So anyway, with that, I'm really finished and hopefully I've covered most of the stuff. I've just like said, telephone was a really important tool in my recovery and I still use it uh, to this day. Do you have any last second thoughts on what I, uh, to add? Everything you've said is, has been my experience as well. And, um, and you put it beautifully. Thank you. Okay. Well, we were going to demonstrate, uh, her calling me. I'm her, yes, a sponsor, and she is a sponsee, calling in like her food and just a daily check-in with her sponsor. So with that, I'm going to say, hi, Arlene. Good morning, sponsor. Um, My day is good. I am abstinent, and um, I'm going to commit my food for today. And uh, out of respect for the meeting, I'm going to give it generically. Uh, Breakfast, lunch, and dinner are all the same meals. It is a portion of protein, a portion of vegetables, which is twice the size of the protein, a portion of complex carb, which is the same size as the protein, and a small amount of fat. And my interim meal, I call my metabolic, is fruit and a small protein. And as you know, the important thing is that I eat my breakfast within an hour of waking up. I've already done that today, and the other meals are spaced out accordingly. So that's my plan for today. I have all the food in the house. Some of it's already prepped, so I'll just heat it up when it's time to eat. And I'd also like to share something that uh, 
came up in my writing today. Do we have time for that? Yes, I have Thank time you. for that. Thank you. Um, as you know, I've been working on uh, resentments with someone who is close to me and has caused a great deal of stress in my life. And um, I don't do the resentment prayer. I do what I call resentment work. So I think about this person and um, send out an affirmation that is something that I can honestly say. And I've been doing that. And something absolutely wonderful happened. Um, I've been doing it for a while now, the resentment work. And um, and I just got a call that this person is in need of help. And without even thinking about my own feelings, um, I acknowledged to the person who told me what was going on. And after that call, I reached out to the person I have resentment to and, and offered help. And, um, you know, we dealt with it and everything. And then I realized afterwards how surprised I was that, you know, because, you know, this has been going on, the resentment's been hanging around, and it really surprised me that that this resentment work really works. So I just thought I'd share that with you. Well, that's great. That's great. We'll keep that up. So obviously it's helping. I think we're done. Okay. Any questions? Telephone or anything other thing? Alan, um, thank you both for the, this workshop. It was great. You know, just one thing that's helped me um, sometimes with, you know, uh, telephone connection is sometimes I wake up at like three, four in the morning and there's, you know, no one I can call in my time zone. Um, but I just feel like I'd be good to talk to someone. And I've learned, you know, with, um, again, with technology, I can, there's little apps. You can just make a voice recording um, and email it to someone and, you know, they'll just hear it when they want to at their, at their leisure. And what's nice is you can talk without any like interruption. Cause I find sometimes making like a, a long several minute utterance or talk, whatever you want to call it, uh, is really quite helpful and quite cathartic. And, um, I send them sometimes to my sponsor. And at first I wasn't sure if he would like it that way. He says, Oh, he goes, it's great because I can listen to it at my leisure when it's a good time for me. So you speak at your leisure. I listen at my leisure and it works quite well. And in addition, even on text messages, I don't know if, if um, Androids have it, but on iPhones, you can even do voice little text messages. So like you talk and, you know, and then it's voice on the other side. And I just find talking so much more um, helpful than typing. So, um, so just something to put out there. Thank you. That's that's great. That kind of reminds me of a, a story, and I don't think it works so much now, but early again, before all this technology, there were times when I was be visiting my dad. And of course, when you get sometimes into that um, uh, family dynamics, things can get pretty stressed. And I remember going into a bedroom where he had a phone and calling OA numbers, because you could go through the phone book and find the intergroup and they would have a recording of when they're maybe of the what the goal of OA was. And then they'd start listing their uh, meetings. And I would listen to that recording over and over <laughs> and over until I felt calm enough to go back out and face the family. You know, that was one thing in after hours or whatever I could use. And I, I don't know that they do that so much anymore, but... Back then, they, most of the intergroups offered a phone call, would um, uh, have a recording that I could listen to repeatedly. 
yet. Yeah, Rachel? Yeah, I wanted to share a couple thoughts. I'm a bit of an old timer. So for me, I really, really, really value the interaction with another person. And I, I really want to affirm the value of actual telephone calls where you're actually talking to someone. You're speaking. Maybe you'd only get their voice message machine. You, you still speak. But, but I don't find texting and emailing, you know, satisfactory substitutes. I want the warmth. I want the connection, right? Um, I think making phone calls is partly about just helping the rest of the people in program, letting the, someone else know I'm, they're cared about. Someone values them enough to reach out. And it's service. And I don't, I had to learn for me. I love the idea of practicing making phone calls, but you know, I've been in tough places. I just go down a list of phone numbers I have for people that I know or don't know. And I make calls and somebody's there sometimes, <laughs> you know, but, but I don't have to have a particular person I already have a relationship with. You know, this is about outreach to people in a community. And the last thing, <laughs> I don't know that I've ever done this, but I have sometimes thought, well, if I have no other phone numbers, they're all the meeting contacts, right? So like they're, they're a member and I can call somebody in a different time zone if I want, or, you know, in my area, you know, I just sometimes, you know, this is a disease where we need to act in the now, right? When we need help, right? So who do I ask for help? Anyone in this program? And same thing for me. You can call me 24-7. So that's it. Hi, I'm Ambrose, compulsive eater. So I really enjoyed today's topic, and I'm really grateful that you included all the different ways we can contact each other. I'm autistic, and PTSD and phone calls are really hard for me. Uh, I prefer text or email, and then with a few people, select people like my sponsor, I'll do like video chats instead of phone calls because seeing the other person helps me know when it's my turn to talk. Where on the phone, it's I'm I'm constantly interrupting people because I don't know when it's my turn to talk, which is also why I really hate meetings that do popcorn style because I'll, I'll never speak. <laughs> um, but. Yeah, I'm really grateful for the way that you presented that. And I really would like if the tool was renamed from telephone to either connection, communication, outreach, something like that, because I think it's off-putting for people when they first come into program to see that, especially people like me who are like have a legitimate issue with using the phone, um, being like, oh, no, I'm never going to do that. But then realizing it just means reaching out to fellows, however is most comfortable for you. But I wish we could change that. So that's all. I agree with Ambrose. I wish they would change it. I just wanted to say uh, there's a there's a whole branch of OA, which, you know, you make you call your sponsor in the morning and then you make it's just part of the deal that you make. Your, your job is to make three phone calls a day. I don't know if anybody's mentioned that or not. But I did, I've done that for a long time. In my recent string of abstinence, one of the things I do is every afternoon, I, I have snack. I think that was a great metabolic, I think Arlene called it. Um, and while I'm having my snack, I, I call three people. Now, these are, I want to be sexist about it, but guys sometimes spend less time. So these are very quick calls. But there's something about that discipline of reaching out to three people every afternoon that I think has been very helpful in, in staying absent. I mean, anything we can do to connect with other people, I pass. Uh, this is Vinny T. Uh, um, 
One of the things that I have found is that, um, you know, when I listen to people at meetings and listening is, is, you know, to me, you know, one of the biggest changes in my life. Um, I listen and I hear people who share specific parts of my disease or, or whatever. And I, I, you know, I make note of that so that, you know, when I have a, a specific area that I need help with, I know these people understand absolutely, you know, and, and I can talk to them. And uh, this would be in addition to my sponsor. You know, I mean, my sponsor knows me really well, but there are some aspects of my life that we don't share. And, you know, um, so, you know, I, I asked her um, if it would be okay if I, if I talked to another person about a specific problem. And uh, she was all for that, you know, while we were doing the steps. And um, and I continue to be in touch with with specific people for specific things that arise in my life, and I really appreciate that. Thank you. I pass. Hi, I'm Sue. I'm a compulsive overeater, and I find the telephone to be very valuable. I get so much email from so many places that email is a burden. You know, more email is not something that. I find particularly helpful, but being able to talk to someone is wonderful. And brief texts like, is this a good time to talk? Can we talk soon so I can set up a good time with someone is wonderful. There's one person who occasionally texts me, can we talk? And I'm going to text her and see if I can talk with her tomorrow or the next day. Today I'm I've got too many commitments after this meeting and talking with my sponsor, of course. But I'm happy to take calls. And um, it's really, I find it very helpful to talk to people, to hear what they're going through and share what's happening with me. So I'm very happy to have the phone. Thank you for listening. Hi, it's Maura. I'm a compulsive overeater. And I, um, when I was kept going through that in the little breakout room, I found it really interesting. I was remembering back to stuff that I used to train people on years ago in a kind of self-development uh, forum. And um, this kind of thing of you, you put yourself in a dimension zero to nine of I want to include people and you might want to include them nine. I do include people, and that might be two. So we've kind of got this gulf between what we would like to do and what we do. And then, you know, I receive kind of like, you know, inclusion, you know, one, and I want to receive inclusion 10, that kind of thing. So you're kind of saying there's a gap. And I'm wondering if we ask people today in this group of 20-something people, how many of you are happy to make those calls? Because for a lot of us, there's a block of the asking for help and that being seen as, you know, a failure or the kind of like the weeble thing where you just get back up and get on and get resilient about it. And then how many would actually be happy to... So we might all kind of sit here and say, "Um, I'd love to receive calls but there's only half of us who are going to make those calls. So it just kind of struck me that I have to I have to do that more because I know that when I have done it more, and I'm not doing it at the minute, um, the person that I would call most frequently was so grateful, like I had brightened up her day, and I have to remember that and do it more. So 
yeah, that's been a really useful session for me, guys. A pass. Hi, I'm Mem. Um, I'd like to share one thing I discovered in terms of outreach, which was very alien to me, and that's being part of a WhatsApp group. Initially, it's completely different from phoning or calling or videoing or whatever, but my cousin passed away yesterday, and that's pretty bad, and I actually managed to post about it in two, well, several groups, two of which were at OA. And sometimes this posting, in this case, people would, some people wrote to me and some people called me. And so it's one way also, if you really need help, but actually asking, calling someone and talking is too difficult, too painful at that moment. But it's just about enough as an Woohoo, I need help. And you can just throw it into a group, and then there are lots of people there, and somebody or other might be available to and will just call me back. And that has happened. And I think that's something that's really good. So it's not the I call you and talk to you for three minutes, but it's just like, ping, I'm here, I need help. And then people will rush in and call me back. And that's also, it's, it's another twist on, on the outreach tool, let me say. Thank you. Kathy, M. did you want to, you had your hand up. Well, I just want to say that I love technology, and um, I came into this meeting, and I thought, I have a friend who's uh, in OA, and I, she doesn't have a cell phone, so we do a lot of either calling on her landline or, or I email her. And I was able to directly, which I didn't know you could do this, I was able to directly email her that this meeting was taking place. And I'm so happy to say that she's here. So that was, uh-huh. you know, I love, if that hadn't been available, I sure I could have emailed her, but it might have taken a little bit longer. I would have to get out. Do a bit. So I just wanted to share that. Thank you. I've heard so many people in our meetings talk about having problems eating at night and not being, not wanting to call people up and bother them. And it would be a wonderful service that somebody could think about. You don't have to decide it now, but over the next couple of weeks in this meeting, if somebody would take on setting up a WhatsApp group, because we have these people all over the world now, so that when, you know, we're supposed to be sleeping, other people are supposed to be up wherever we are. And I just wanted, I'm not going to do anything about it, but it, it's such a common problem that um, it would be great to some of us to think about it. Pass. Yeah. Alan? Um, something else that's helped me, I we're often struggle to make phone calls just because of the time thing. I have a fairly full life. And with the advent of speaker phones and headsets and what, I learned the, um, you know, the beauty of multitasking. And I mean that in an effective way, like I can walk and chew gum. And sometimes I will just be like after every week I have to do my laundry. And I think to myself, oh, laundry time, 30 minutes of folding. What a great time to make a phone call. I can really manage those two tasks at once. Or I walk on a treadmill sometimes. I'm pretty good at walking in place and talking or emptying dishwashers or you name it. So sometimes I'll even think I've got this 30-minute mindless thing to do. Wouldn't this be a great time to um, to talk to someone? And sometimes I'll even hit the mute button. So if I'm doing something sort of noisy, like emptying a dish rack, which is kind of clinky and can be disruptive to the person, I'll just sort of mute when it's noisy. But, you know, and, uh, and that works great. I get my laundry folded and talk to people. 
Moshira, do you want to say just a, you, you put it, it turns out there is a WhatsApp group um, that's not secular, but how does that work? I mean, can you just check and see, will you know who's up and so forth? Well, it works like any other odd WhatsApp group. The link I just sent, if you click on it from your phone, you get automatically added. And no, you do not know who's up. You just write into the group and whoever's up will respond. And the nice thing about it is, you know, if you're up in, in the U.S. in the middle of the night, chances are that somebody's awake in Europe anyway because it's their daytime. And I think that's, that's, pretty, that's pretty helpful. Um, and I joined it at, at the beginning just to know what it's like. And people are very responsive. And you just, you know, you, you can do whatever you like. You either share and write and hope somebody writes back or you call for help and somebody calls you or writes to you then on a private message. Whatever, you know, all goes. And there are actually quite a few secular folks on there as well. But I, this is historic. Am I right that you just set up a WhatsApp that's uh, going to be for secular OA folks? OA yeah, I just did it. Click the link. So it's I would there. just, you know, let's and let's push that to our European and our Australian and our Pakistani. We've had all kinds of different people. Share it wherever. I also, once you are in the group, you can find that link in the description to share it with whoever you want. So, um, yep, just click it and you'll join. <laughs> well, that's good. Did you set it up, Ambrose, or Moshira? I just set it up. Oh, thank you. Thank It's good, good, good. <laughs> all right. And um, well, let's, we're getting towards the end. Ellie or Arlene, do you have anything to wrap up you wanted to say? Yeah, or? I have I have one thing that listening to uh, Alan share reminded me of another, you know, jogging my memory here. One of the things that I also like to do that uses a telephone is sometimes I listen to podcasts, you know, that are already pre-recorded. So if I'm walking, you know, or doing something else, it allows me just to listen. So it is a way of using a telephone or a computer, you know, so that I can then do, I used to uh, do that when I worked and I was doing filing, which was mindless. I could listen to a, a telephone meeting or that, but I found podcasts are great and they can be at any time during the day. So with that, I'm going to pass. And to make a shameless plug, this audio and the audios from all our previous Monday workshops are available online, secularovereaters.org. It is available on the other places also. So, Arlene, did you have anything to, to close up with? Or? Allie said it all. Thank you. Thank you for joining us today. To hear recordings of other speakers in this series, visit secularovereaters.org. And while you are there, please consider making a donation to support our work. <laughs>